1: Gym bag and workout clothes smelling not so, uh, fresh? Well, hey, that's okay, because we've all been there. And we have a great natural solution for you. Inspire Bath's new gym bag spray with natural odor control in a one-ounce travel size that you can just throw in your bag to freshen up your clothes, your sports equipment, or anything else that just gets a little bit funky post-workout. Get yours now at inspirebath.com. Welcome back to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. This is FBG Margo, and on the line right now, we have FBG Jen. Hey, hey. And we have FBG Kristen. Yo, yo, yo. And we're doing things a little bit different today. We're having a roundtable discussion, which we have a topic, and we're all just talking about it, and we're really excited about this, no? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, super psyched.
1: So you hear the topic pretty soon and we'd love to hear back from you guys and get your feedback. Do you like shows like this? Are there topics you'd like us to go over together? Feel free to reach out to us via email at podcast at fitbottomgirls.com or on social media. It's all at fitbottomgirl. And please, if you guys like the show and you use Apple Podcasts, if you could please leave a five-star review, we will read it on the air and we would think you are an awesome person. You're all awesome people anyway, but that would make you even extra awesome. And, Y'all, we've got stickers. I mean, their stickers are so cute. You put them on your water bottle, your laptop, whatever. If you want a sticker, please, or two, we will drop them in the mail for you. So just please feel free to send us an email, podcast at fitbottomgirls.com. And guys, how excited are we today for our roundtable? It's fun. It's excited. It was a good conversation. I'm glad we get to share it. It
2: was kind of like, like, I feel like when you guys are listening to this, you're going to, you're going to get a sense of what it's like when we're like just talking and hashing things out because, you know, we'll do that sometimes before we, before we record just to make sure we're either all on the same page or if we're not to, you know, that's sometimes kind of good to know ahead of time, like how we're going to approach it. So this is. This is more or less what it what it's like when we're getting fired up about a topic, and I, you know, one of us calls the other, and we get going. So, um, <laughs> I think we curse in this episode too, don't we? I would imagine we do. i, I yeah. I,
1: I if memory serves, yes, we do. So just it seems likely.
2: Yeah, seems it feels like likely.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's just make it clear now.
1: It's a there little unfiltered, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I say we just go into it, you guys. This is our first roundtable. We hope to do more. So once again, if you want us to do more of these kinds of episodes, please reach out to us, social media or email. And here we go. The FBG Roundtable. This episode is inspired by Inspire Bath. Remember to keep your workout fresh and smelling great with Inspire Bath's new gym spray with natural odor control in a one-ounce travel size that easily goes anywhere. You can even buy a larger refill bottle for less waste. Just get yours now at InspireBath.com. Welcome back to the Fitbound Girls Podcast. And this is a very special episode. We're doing kind of a roundtable discussion today. And on the line with me is Jen. Hey. And Kristen. Yo. And Kristen, you brought this up a couple of weeks ago because you just joined a new gym and you wanted to talk about a very sensitive topic and something we, you know, we really feel passionate about here about how people speak at the gym and how people are being taught and stuff like that. So can you talk a little bit about what you were going through? You
2: bet. Yeah. So, um, so obviously I'm no stranger to the gym. I've been a member of a lot of them. I joined different ones. Um, just kind of depending on my needs. So I recently joined one that's new to me and, and it's a nice place. It's good. It's got everything that I need, but I, you know, when I, before I signed all the paperwork though, I, you know, asked them to give me a tour, show me around, make sure that I could get any of my questions answered. And I, was led around by a, a nice trainer. He was a retired firefighter from New Jersey and, you know, had gotten really into into strength training. And it was great because we were having, you know, some nice conversations about some of the different equipment there and ways you can use it, whether or not you're allowed to, you know, say bring the boju into, you know, over by the platforms and things like that. So everything's everything's cool. And he's talking about how passionate he is about helping, in particular his female clients learn more about strength training and doing it properly, which I was like, you know, high five to you. That's wonderful. And then we get over by the cardio machines and he says, <laughs> um, first he asked how old I was. And I think I had, was about to turn 39 or I had just turned 39. And, uh, I told him and he said, yeah, I mean, there's no reason for women your age to ever be doing any cardio because, you know, you take a and, and I stopped him there and I said, well before you go any further with this, you should probably know that um, that I'm I'm a triathlete, like I do endurance sports. And he was like, yeah, well, that's different. It's not like these people who are doing half marathons, which, you know, I did two months prior. And he's like, it's not like these women who do half marathons, because if you, if you take a woman who does a half marathon and, you know, and she's over the age of, say, 25 and you compare her to a woman the same age who's weight training, I mean, they like the woman doing cardio looks so much older every time. And I just looked at him and I didn't, I had so many things I wanted to say. And uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh-huh. but I was like, I just don't know if this is the time and the place. And um, so I just sort of kept walking Um, because what does he know about what their motivation for doing any particular exercise is, you know, And we don't all care about whether we look older or younger or whatever, you know, and honestly, if you find something that you love doing at the gym, like, yes, I think that it is great for women to incorporate weight training, but like, if you really do love the workout that you do on the elliptical, if that's like your time when you're getting your heart healthy, maybe your time when you're listening to a podcast, like do it, do it, do it, do what makes you happy. If you're training for a half marathon, then yeah. You know, sometimes it's too hot here. I'm sorry, I know you guys are in the middle of winter as we're recording this, but sometimes <laughs> it's too hot in Florida to do long miles outside safely. Like it just is. Anyway, so that was that was sort of the first thing where I was like, I don't love that, but otherwise it's a really good vibe here. People are quite friendly. Um, it doesn't seem judgy. I like that. And then um, shortly after I actually joined, I went to a an indoor cycling class and I, I, I'd been going to like a boutique fitness class class for my my group cycling and really loving that and so I was wanting this to take the place and acknowledging that it probably wouldn't be exactly the same but I was you know I was open to trying it and the instructor was pretty good but she kept making comments like oh well you know push hard here because that's how you're going to burn off those chicken wings from yesterday or you know bikini season is coming ladies you gotta you know get it now And uh, you know, that's not why I'm there. I'm sure it's not why a lot of women are there. And I'm hoping that as we go forward, and we keep on embracing like body positivity and body neutrality, like fewer and fewer people are going to be there for those types of reasons. We're there because we like the way we feel when we you know, when we're pushing through, through perceived limitations, we like the way it feels to have it done. You know, we're excited to see how hard we can push or maybe it's just our time and we like the music and we like having somebody tell us what to do it doesn't have to be because we're trying to get ready to put on a bikini and look different than we do today so once again i know that this is shocking to hear because you know if you're listening to this you're used to me talking all the time and not holding back a whole lot but you guys i just sat there and said nothing because what do you say like we're in the middle of a class with a whole bunch of people and the music is pumping and I'm just sitting there getting, you know, more and more pissed. But I'm also like, I've been in a million classes where the instructor has said things like this. It didn't used to bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, you know better, you do better. And now I know better, but I, I still said nothing. And I got on the phone with Jen a couple of days later and started talking. <laughs> and I just thought it was going to be sort of a like something that I mentioned in passing. And that's, that's not how the conversation went. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we got lively. We got oh, lively about got
1: it. <laughs> well, it's, inter- yeah, that's so a, it's- that's, that's interesting for me. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's because I've been teaching cycling. I, I, I teach different fitness classes, but I've been teaching cycling for 10 years. And that's probably what I used to would have said like 10 years ago. That would have been like some motivating kind of cues that I would have given. But I would never do that yeah. now. And I just, because like you said, when you get to know people, you know, everyone has a different motivation for being there. And not everything, like not even like getting skinny or it's, you know, it's tank top season or stuff like that. Like that, that just doesn't work for everybody because some people don't give a crap how they look at a tank top. Like that, just like you said, they're there to be healthy and hang out with their friends and listen to the tunes and things like that. Yeah. 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 So I wish more instructors would think of that. Me too. And it's, and I, and after Jen and I talked and got
2: all fired up, you know, we got to thinking like specifically about you, Margo, because we're like, yes, you you do this in a way that, um, that Jen and I really don't. So that's kind of where the whole, like, we should do a podcast episode on this because, you know, like, I know that it's really hard. You, you can't possibly know what everybody's motivation is and you can't possibly, you know, say you can't make every comment be relatable to every person. Right. You know, that's, you know, if you're trying to make everybody happy, then you're not making anybody happy, but like there has to be something better to, you know, some sort of better go to right
1: yeah yeah well it's also also about um listening to your students and getting to know them i mean when i go in there it's like it's 30 people and like i said they all have different motivations i was telling you guys before but the weird thing about teaching when i was first learning how to do and i had a couple of mentors and one of them just said warned me and just said just be careful because people will project a lot of their stuff on you and that um, people have all kinds of relationships in their head or or thoughts about teachers about women about physical sports like being active some people love it some people were picked on when they were kids and like gym is like a really hard thing for them some people love every aspect of it some people are there to lose weight and they want to hear the old like Richard Simmons kind of style you know motivations and some people don't want to hear that crap and it's very hard to um, make like you said you can't make everybody happy but so you try to do a happy medium And it's, it's tough. It's tough. But you know, you you did make me think quite a bit, like there's times when I've said things, I mean, even just like a few years ago, um, I had someone in my class. And gender wise, I, she kind of presented a little masculine ish, but I wasn't quite sure. And then one time, I went into the room, and it was all, I thought it was all of us women, I said, Hey, it's just us chickens. And everybody laughed except them. And I realize now I'm like super careful with my pronouns. And I go into it and I say, hey, kids. And nobody seems offended by that. And that like makes everybody happy. But I'm always, myself anyway, I'm always learning on how I'm trying to talk to people and get across to people and motivate them. So it is a continual process. And I wish it was something we were trained better to do. You know, when, when we're getting our, our accreditations, you know, it's things that, that you get accrued like 15 hours every two years. And you take different classes. And I wish there was something in there about motivation and uh, body positivity and better cueing. But it would just never get as, give you as many points as like the big ones you know, let's say like a strength and agility training or, you know, CrossFit or something like that. And I, I wish there was more emphasis on that because I think, it, I think it, it we could do better. I, and I really think that,
0: you know, it's interesting because I think it tells a lot about the fitness industry at large and the exercise industry at large, in that it has been for the longest time that, you know, well, clearly, you know, the reason why you would work out is to lose weight or to stay skinny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's kind of been the underlying concept that fuels everything. And now I think you are starting to see, you know, more of a shift with more people like you guys were saying of coming in and like having a different motivator be like, no, like I really don't give a shit what I, what I look like. I want to feel good. I want to take care of my body and I enjoy doing what I want to do. And that's why I'm going to do it. Not because it's a calorie burn, but I, gosh, like I can't, it is, I still think it's pretty rare to go into a class where there isn't some sort of cue that's, that's given that kind of plays into that. Because I do think it is, like, I know I used it back when I was teaching Grubax. You know, I would say stuff like, you know, the calorie burn or the tank top season or whatever. Sure. Because it's a way to, it's a way, in some ways, it's a way to fill time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that education piece is, and just kind of make yourself seem, I guess, relatable Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, we're kind of all in this together. But, yeah, like, yeah, when you know better, you do better. Yeah. And there's a lot of other language that I think that you can use and pull on motivators. And I think that, you know, there has been kind of that trend that we've seen in, in kind of more, gosh, I guess I we call it like a heart-centered like approach or kind of soul centered, like a soul cycle, basically, Mm -hmm. where it really is about, you know, like being your best and pushing yourself and seeing what you can do. That's a much more empowering message than, you know, burn off that margarita you had yesterday. How dare you enjoy yourself? You know, oh my gosh, what if you gain two pounds? What will happen to you? Oh no. Then that sort of, sort of BS. But I think it's, I think it's so prevalent. I think it's Everywhere, and even some of the instructors that I take classes from, that I really like, like they're really sweet. But I, I still, you know, hear that stuff. And yeah, you can't exactly, like Kristen, you know, like stop the music could be like, whoa, 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 let's not talk about calorie burn right now. You right. Know? Like, come on, don't you know what you're doing? Let's not moralize food, because not everyone's there. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like, you pull the instructor aside later, and you're like, hey, so, I, um, yeah, because yeah, I'm like
2: for real, what, you know, if, as you guys are listening to this and, you know, Jen and Margo, as, as we're talking about this, like switch places with me, what, what do you think you might have done? Because I, in either situation, because I'm not normally one to really hold back on that, but it just, like, it didn't feel like the time and place. So, you know, should I have talked to the instructor afterwards? Should I have gone up to the front desk and left an anonymous comment? Should I email them? And explain my concerns and offer to, you know, offer to provide alternatives. I don't know. And I don't know, you know, to to take it a step further. I'm not sure that I know whose responsibility it is to make sure that those instructors do have alternative language that's not going to moralize food or fat shame or, you know, assume that everyone is there because they either want to lose weight or they're afraid of gaining weight.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I think the the best thing to do is to approach after class, definitely not before, because they're just in, you know, you're preparing and you're just getting into the mode. And when you're done, you're a little more sociable, you know, the endorphins are going and it's a little more relaxed. But I think it's totally okay to say to somebody, hey, you know, you know, what really kind of motivates me is when an instructor says this or this, like, have you ever, you know, do you ever use those kind of cues? Because that would be really helpful. And that would be helpful for me to hear you know, if somebody tells me that, but they don't, I mean, the most gyms were like all freelancers, you know, we come in a few hours a week and we work at other places and they're just trying to get enough people to cover the shifts basically in a lot of places. You know, I, I wish we had more meetings where we had talks about stuff like that. We don't. And I think
0: it's hard too, because I mean, most people do not get into fitness and start, teaching, unless you're really passionate about it, unless you Mm -hmm. really care about actually motivating people and changing people's lives. So I don't think that generally the intention of anyone, you know, and what they're saying or doing is anything but helpful. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is just that kind of that awareness piece. And yeah, I do wish that there was a stronger relationship between like the the accrediting bodies and then, or gym owner owners, so that there was more... Gosh, like training or talk about that or something that kind of trickled down because I mean, it feels daunting to be like, well, I need to educate every gym in the community about how it would be better to do yeah. improve the body image of women everywhere, you know, but it kind of, and also, you know, it. A lot of times, the fitness instructor themselves, I know it's from personal experience, feels pressure to look a certain way. Yep. So a lot of what's coming out may be their own shit, you know, maybe mm-hmm. their own stuff that they're dealing with, which is a completely and 100% legitimate. I, I think when you um, talk to Patricia on the podcast, which we did in the January episodes, that two part where she talked about the links, you know, the crazy links that she was going to, to try to look a certain way. So she could keep her job as, you know, being a fitness instructor on television. And I mean, that, that kind of pressure is, is real. So, eh, yeah,
1: yeah, the struggle is real. People and some people have just very narrow ideas on what an instructor looks like. And it, yeah. it doesn't occur to them, like, you know, we're all built differently. And some people are runners and some people are more into weight training and some people are more into yoga. And and it's it's just, it's funny, like, the kind of pressure you're under in a lot of ways to make so many people feel good and feel happy and feel accomplished. And some people will really love to give you a face when you haven't done that. <laughs> and you have to keep, mm-hmm. like, keep going back and keep motivating. I don't know. it's 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 hard for everybody, but I would definitely – Kristen I would definitely talk to the instructor I wouldn't I wouldn't leave an anonymous note even I would just sort of I mean see how it goes if the person's super defensive then that's something else but I think most people are are open to feedback yeah but so in in
2: this case like you know pretty much the first two interactions I had with professionals in their facility yeah had that tone so you know like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go up to every instructor in the gym. No, no, no. You know, and be like, oh, by the way, I've noticed this, because then I'm gonna be that bitch that nobody wants in their class. (laughs) Um,
0: You know, because because we're writers, I'm like, you just craft a really nicely written letter, and then you send it to them. (laughs)
2: Well, yeah, like that's sort of where I lean, um, because I and I, you know, I've now been there more, and I'm trying to go to more classes and see if that is, well, partly because I want to go to more classes, but I also want to see if I just happen to luck out with a couple of people who, who use that kind of, um, had that kind of thinking or, you know, or if it's more widespread, because I feel like if it's widespread in their facility and they're, you know, they're really trying to promote it as like a friendly place that they want everyone to feel comfortable in, that's, they're not, they're not giving me what they are promising.
0: Yeah, because it's not like you're like at a meathead gym. I mean, I can understand if you went to a place that a gym was marketed by, here are our body transformations and please come inside.
2: Yes, I've been to those. That's a different, (laughs) yeah, yeah,
0: that's a different environment of what you're stepping into. Like, okay, that's, you know, yeah, not a lot. I
2: I appreciate that, Margo. I think that that's a really good, um, like, that's really good feedback to have because I think that more often, you know, maybe it is some you have a favorite instructor who just happens to say a, you know, happens to have a go-to phrase or something that really irks you. So yeah, maybe, maybe that is just a little post-class discussion. And you can always compliment sandwich it, right? Like, Oh yeah. I loved your playlist today. Mm -hmm. And you know, I really, I look forward to this class every week. I noticed that you, um, you know, you had a few comments that sort of moralized food, which surprised me because you don't seem like, someone who, you know, you don't seem like a big dirty fat shamer. So <laughs> um, See, this is why I don't talk to people like that. Why I write nicely crafted letters.
0: <laughs> but to to the the point of some directness, you know, you don't know who else is in that class with
1: you. Right. So while
0: you may have the awareness to step up and say something, there may be someone who has an eating disorder who looks, who knows what they look like, you know, cause eating disorder comes in all shapes and sizes and colors and everything. And, or someone else who has like body trauma basically. Mm-hmm. And this could be really, really triggering for them. Something that seems fairly benign on the surface could not be. Um, so I, I like to think that, you know, you also give voice to maybe some of those people that aren't speaking up.
1: We had some training actually with a a gym that I work for and was on sexual harassment and everybody had to take it. And it turns out one of the instructors was complimenting one of the members for losing a lot of weight. And she didn't realize the woman had had stomach surgery and was really kind of self-conscious about it and didn't really. And and the woman, like she really went out like, oh my God, your butt looks great. And this looks and was doing in front of a lot of people. And to her she was paying a huge compliment to this lady but for this woman it was actually really kind of like you said triggering and and you know like what was wrong with me before I was just a nice person before too I'm just a little smaller right and it's that old-fashioned language that we still have you know rewarding thinness and things like that that's okay, cool that your so... gym addressed that. That's cool. Well, that is cool. They kind of have to and because it's. Well, well, we'll tell you later, but <laughs> but it was good though. <laughs> but it was good. Okay. It was good for everybody to hear because because somebody even said, "Well, can I not just compliment my students?" and and so he just said, "You know what? Compliment on their smile. Compliment compliment them on their attitude. You know how great it makes you feel to see them there. Like compliment them that way." And the person kind of went, "Oh, okay." Like they they didn't yeah. understand to do that. Yeah.
2: And I would think you could also, I mean, I know for me, the, the things that I like to hear are comments on the effort that I'm putting forth. If I'm in yoga and you know, my, my instructor notices that I'm, you know, that I'm really sinking and aligning really well in like warrior two, like that's a huge boost for her to, you know, say like, you know, that's great alignment. Or if I'm in spin and they're like, yeah, Kristen, I can see your RPMs. You got this. Like, that feels like I love that. Say that to me all the time. Tell me more about my RPMs. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, more um, performance-based. Performance-based and effort-based. And yeah. and yeah, I mean the fact that like, you know, yeah, your attitude really makes me happy to to be here. You bring a really great energy to this room. Thank you for you know, thank you for being my student. You know, the more we say those types of things instead of like, you know, burn off that margarita, the more normal those things become, and then the more We're all going to to find ourselves looking forward to those kinds of comments.
1: Yeah, because it's more fun. I have to say, like, looking at social media, because I look at it an awful lot, I'm really excited about a new trend of using women of all kinds of bodies. And it's for shape and fitness and women's health and Self Magazine. They have... A Twitter feed where they'll feature videos of just how to do a deadlift, how to do this or that. And they are using women of all sizes. And then I get excited. I'm like, oh, that's so cool to show that. And then I'm like, I'm checking out the comments and I'm like, please don't let there be trolls. And they're not. Like, p- people want to see that. Yeah. People want to see women of all men and women of all sizes and shapes getting fit and doing things and doing things properly and with the right form and everything like that. And that's what matters. Everyone wants to see themselves, Yeah, you know, everyone wants to see themselves
0: reflected back. So you'd be like, oh, I feel like I could, I could do that. And it's nice too, that that is just a normal thing. They're not like, oh, this is the body positivity issue and we're going to do it for this issue right. or for this time period. And then not for the rest of the year, you know, <laughs> like it's nice to see it incorporated all the time. So it's more normal and yeah. not some sort of special thing. Yeah. For yeah.
1: Sure. yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope that's the trend that's going forward in gyms. I mean, gyms like for whatever reason, especially just general to the you know, open audience gyms tend to be a little behind the times, but they're starting to catch up because the boutique gyms know to do that and know to be more yeah. inclusive because they're making more money. But they're, yeah. they're, they're being smart about how they appeal to their audience. So I'm hoping that's going to happen more and more with gyms t- these days. It's so much better than it was when I was starting 10 years ago. And the oh, kind of yeah. commands people would give in in spin class, like I mean, people used to do things like if they didn't like how fast you we're going. I knew this one instructor; she would take the seat off the bike, and then like you just keep pedaling and you earn your seat back. Like unbelievable, oh. oh crazy! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah! I mean, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I mean, people just had you know, some people just have huge egos too. Whether some teachers have big egos, and that was a part of it too. But it was sort of like especially like biggest loser when I was starting to come around and there was all these weight loss sh- reality competitions, there was this idea that of like berating people into fitness was a good idea. Like people just needed some sense slapped into their heads and, you know, just like language that was so j- just so damaging really. I mean, who would want to be talked to that way? And I just think it's, we're much more empathetic now that that's the nice trend that's coming along. Same. And, um, it turns out, Kristen,
0: I think you know more about this because you're the one that found the article, but it, there's like a study that shows that actually, if you don't, Kristen, please elaborate or elaborate further on this. Um, but if you actually are enjoying what you're doing, you're more likely to reap the health benefits from exercise than if you go in and you're like, I hate every second that I'm doing this, you don't get all the health benefits of what you're doing. So it makes sense to go to classes and to do workouts and go to instructors where you actually are having fun and look jo- and enjoy it because
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that actually helps your health.
2: Yeah, it's, um, it comes down to the, the the pleasure boost that your brain gets when you are making a voluntary decision. And a voluntary decision is only going to be a decision that you make, not because you feel like you should or you have to or you need to, but truly because you want to. Um, And so you get this like really nice pleasure boost that not only helps your performance, but helps create that habit. And, you know, on the other side is when you are making a, a decision and it's not really a voluntary decision because you're like, well, I have to go to the gym because, Um, Because I want to fit in that dress, or I have to go to the gym because I had pizza last night, um, or I have to go to this class because it's the most effective way to burn the most calories in the shortest amount of time, even though I don't like it. Your brain doesn't get the same pleasure boost from making that decision and following through. It actually just perceives it as stress. Mm. And um, number one, not healthy. Number two, it's not a very good way to build a habit because it only, it, it just kind of builds on itself. Because every time you're making that decision and causing more stress, it makes the next time you want to make that decision even harder because you're not only associating it with the fact that you don't want to go, but also with the stress that it just caused.
1: Yeah, totally. That totally makes sense.
2: Yep. We don't. And that's start. neuroscience. That's not just like me making shit up. That's like, no. um, there's a book called The Upward Spiral. And we'll, there's a link to that I'll include in the show notes that they, they pull some excerpts from there and break it down a little bit. Yeah, it, it's pretty fascinating. So yeah, find things that you like to do and, and do those.
0: We don't need any more stress in our life. Hell no, no more stress, no more stress. No, Ken, no. you can't hate yourself healthy.
1: No stress.
0: is <laughs> <laughs> good for you too, right? Can you please continue on with the lyrics <laughs> for that? I want to hear
2: the whole. I want to hear
1: the whole
0: song.
2: <laughs> stress is a vibe don't get no love
0: from me. <laughs> uh, then I'm out. Someone
1: else, about, like, over. You know, I was
0: like where's the rest of the brain power someone like really witty can... <laughs> oh, I am not Eminem guys <laughs> I do not
2: freestyle
0: <sighs>
2: I mean I do but only like to my dogs incorporating their names and you know making no sense
1: I do that I with my cats that. so do we want to talk about our favorite current songs do we have any
2: Ooh. yeah like favorite current workout songs that make us feel
1: awesome I'm looking at the notes too yeah
2: <laughs> Gosh, that's a great idea, guys. Uh, I 100% forgot that we
1: were doing that. Um, yes, totally good. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. So, lately, you guys, this is an old song, but I, like, for two or three months, I started back at, into teaching since my injury. And I've been playing, (laughs) I'm sexy and I know it, like every time I need to warm up my feet. And it's like this whole agility thing that I do up and down my hallway. That song is dope, you guys. I'm sorry. You get that stuck (laughs) in your head. And it makes me feel so good. It cracks me up every time. I put it on a couple of tries, you know, we play it a couple of times, and it totally gets me in the mood. I'm totally feeling great. So I'm sexy and I know it. I know it's an old song, but who cares? Sexy. I will
0: never hear that song and not think of you from here on out. (laughs) Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. It's forever forever (laughs) going to be, it's just going to be the Margot song. Like, yes, Margot. I love it. So mine is also an old song. Um, But as we do a lot of this kind of talk, like this, this kind of conversation stuff, and the Tell It Like It Is stuff we've been doing on... Instagram, TV, and Facebook, <laughs> where we just, I, I get to just get on a soapbox. So my song for that is um, another one, Bites the Dust by Queen. It is actually one of my favorite workout songs of all time. But I kind of like to think of misinformation and BS being kind of shot down, which isn't um, normally imagery that I'm into <laughs> shooting. Um, not at all. But <laughs> I don't know. There's something kind of aggressive, <laughs> like, about that particular, like, taking down diet culture. Boom. So mine is
2: not an old one. Mine's uh, Juice by Lizzo because it's just like like I just I think it's like a celebration of like your body and like what you're doing and who you are. And it's like it's very much a it's like my take up space song. And I and also I just can't not like move to it um it's it's awesome it's good f- I've used it for I don't even know how many different types of workouts and it's been perfection for every single one
1: love it love so- it well this was a lot of fun you guys our little round table we should do this more often we should agreed I love I've love. already got some ideas yeah same here <laughs> <laughs> all right I guess we will just gonna go then <laughs> <laughs> it was a good talk it was a good talk <laughs>